Welcome back to Rect America. This is The Hunter, and I'm delighted to have my good friend, Dr. Jimmy Jarvis, uh, who's going to uh, talk to us uh, this morning. Dr. Jimmy, how are you doing? Doing okay today. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's been busy, uh, and uh, I'm not alone in that respect. But thanks yes, yes, COVID-19 is something else. Um, any developments in terms of the whole dealing with this COVID-19 business that you want to talk about or want to share? Just get us started. Uh, well, just, um, uh, just, just grateful that uh, those I'm involved with uh, have, uh, have not tested positive and not uh, been uh, infected, at least not directly. But uh, best wishes to all the folks on the front line. Uh, I know there's a lot of research going on to uh, come up with some uh, some solutions for this as well. So uh, I wish those scientists good prospects with all that they're doing. Thanks. And and how are things before going for you you generally? I mean, what's your general mm -hmm. state of mind? What's, what's well? Where you at? Where you at, man? It, it's <laughs> uh, most of me is here. Uh, <laughs> It's um, uh, each day has uh, brought a new normal. So uh, that means that there is a lot of change going on. Routine, things that used to be routine are not anymore. So uh, it's necessary to attempt to establish new routines, but always in the back of my mind, and, and I keep forgetting this, uh, is that uh, this routine might change tomorrow <laughs> so so it's uh, uh it's it's um a, a bit disorienting uh and uh so i main those i maintain those routines that i can and uh, try to be as flexible as i as i can when the situation changes and it's changing daily mm. so that's Amen to uh, that. that's yeah that's that's my work i'm Sure, I'm not alone in that. Uh, yeah, that's how it yeah. Goes to me. yeah. If, if being chosen, not being alone, isn't 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 that's isn't this all a part of our human struggle? Mm -hmm. uh, very much so. In, in fact, it uh, it it uh, I think brings it home for uh, for many of us at least. Um, and uh, it again, it's it 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 puts. Uh, the entire community, shall I suggest, under stress. And now, uh, how do we, how do we react under under stress? Uh, some of us uh, handle it very well, um, but they're, you know, well, uh, that's that's a that's a judgment statement right there. Um, many people handle it. Uh, I know how I used to handle it um, before recovery. Um, this uh, looks like an opportunity to um, uh, to go to extremes. Uh, I, I uh, this this uh, <laughs> uh, this is this would be an opportunity to uh, work very very hard and uh, and get get a lot done, but. Um, uh, I would, uh, I would, I would work past the point of exhaustion. This, this would be a perfect opportunity to attempt to be a hero. Mm. 
is um, you, you use the word extremes, um, and 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 certainly from our prior conversations, you're being one. You know, I, I I'll say from your from your lips to our ears, you defined one of your addictions as as being a workaholic. So is this also in terms of what what's what's covered under the the heading of extremes? Uh, does that include other acting out behaviors? Could that include other acting out behaviors? Well, it, uh, it certainly might that like, include other acting out behaviors. <laughs> that uh, it, it would include it would include all acting out behaviors. The um, the the work addiction was a setup for the sex addiction. Mm -hmm. So uh, after I had done some ex, you know exceptionally extensive and in in my mind in those days good work. Um, then I would feel entitled to, uh, to, to have some sort of uh, reward, if you will. The two addictions would just play off of each other. Uh, one would set me up for the other, and then when I had the incomprehensible demoralization from acting out of the other behavior, I would go back to work to numb the feelings I had about acting out, and I'd work and work and work and work and work until I felt entitled again, and forgetting everything that had happened before, I would go act out. So, so there would be not only risky behavior in the uh, work addiction, but uh, I would go for uh, personal encounters, even under a situation like this. I mean, uh, if, uh, if AIDS didn't stop me, nor this wouldn't stop me either. Right, right. So now, um, how do you how what's, what's going on it, it is it is this business triggering for you in any respect no um uh yes uh it, it is um not uh not heavily so um but it but it is i i uh, i've described myself as an old retired war horse and um it, it, those that survived uh, serious conflict battles in history, whether it's First World War, Civil War, uh, Crimean War, you, you go back further and further in history, and 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 those war horses, like their owners and masters and riders, would retire. Those who survived, but uh, there were various. Uh, reports that uh, when when a war horse heard thunder he would go through his uh, preparation routine for going to battle and uh, I could I could feel that sort of thing stirring up in me like an old war horse hmm. so. and 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 staying with that that, mm. that, that motif so what it what is thunder how does thunder affect you? Uh, that uh, uh, with the uh, uh, dire warnings uh, of the media, with the uh, scenes of you know, crowded wards in hospitals and all the testing facilities, uh, with the uh, doctors and nurses uh, working night and day, all of this is saying to me, well, I, I should, uh, I should jump back in. I should be. I, I should be part of the solution. If I'm not part of the solution, I must be part of the problem. <laughs> and so, so I still have those uh, 
those uh, old feelings come up. Uh, those are old tapes. Those, I have to say, goes back to uh, uh, earlier days, and um, and I've I've learned to uh, hear them, acknowledge them, and uh, simply uh, say a prayer over them. I don't have it, to do those things. It is. It, we we talk about uh, our our demons, our addictions, our, our, our cast of characters. Um, so when you, when you say that, you hear, and you, you hear the voice, the voices, the, uh, mm -hmm. the promptings, um, is, it, is it that easy to turn it off? Is that easy? I mean, is, it, is, it, okay. is that? Well, you, it, talk about that, that that's, voice. Okay. Well, to turn it off, no. To turn it down, yes. Ah, There's a difference. Good catch. Yeah. They, they don't turn off. But uh, I have, having, having done the work that I, the personal work that I've done, um, they're not a torment to me. In my addictions, the torment would be present and growing until uh, I, I proceeded with what, whatever I felt was necessary to, uh, to accomplish at that point. Talk about some of that work. Uh, let's see. Um, well, it- What's, what's some of that work look like? It, uh, it, it looks like uh, psychotherapy. Uh, it looks like 12-step uh, work. There, there's a combination. I, I, it was necessary for me to uh, attempt multiple approaches at uh, at, at my issues. Uh, I have done a considerable amount of uh, family of origin work, where I uh, examine uh, my own past, the past of my parents and of their parents and where I could of the parents even before them. Uh, looking at patterns uh, that have, and how they've affected each of us, uh, recognizing we each have different personalities, different traits, different skill sets, different histories, and yet um, when uh, viewed through the, through the lens of the family of origin work, it's possible to see patterns begin to recognize them and to see how they manifest in different people, uh, how it affected their behavior and, uh, and their successes and their failures. And, uh, and in turn, uh, being able to look at it in people that I know personally, I, I then apply that work to myself as well and look for the patterns, uh, look for uh, how I've been affected, whether that was with uh, parents or grandparents or with peers or in other social situations, and uh, recalling with the help of therapists uh, what my mindset was at different points in my life, and in the process of doing that, recognizing work that uh, I had left uncompleted. Uh, oftentimes, that work went uncompleted when I chose instead to act out in one way or another. You take, so like can, 
as I like to say, uh, I'm doomed to repeat what I do not complete. So the, the, the personal work that I was doing was allowing me to complete some of these uh, unresolved uh, issues and phases in my life. I, it, it, if you take a moment, if you, you know, we certainly have time, can you make that practical for us in terms of you laid out a process there? Could you walk us back through that and with a specific uh, behavior that you've worked on and, and it take, take us through how, apply what you just said to a specific behavior and how, how you've worked on that behavior, working that process. Is that, could you do that for us? Is that? I, I can, I can at least uh, start and try. <laughs> okay. So, and if um, you need a minute to catch it, you know, to kind of, yeah. like I'm catching you off, you know, but if no, you- No, you've, you've provided a little space here. So uh, I'm, I'm just gonna go with uh, one of the more salient ones. Okay, thank you. Um, which, um, I, and, and now more are occurring to me, but let me try to focus on one. Uh, I know that one of the, uh, one, one of the senses I had early in my life, I'd, I'll go to, to some of the facts. Um, as a young child, uh, my, my family, which was my father, mother, myself, and my brother, is a nuclear family of four, uh, moved um, 11 times by the time I was 10 years old. Uh, so uh, we would, uh, some of those were even before my uh, conscious memory of them, but uh, those that, uh, that I could remember, it was, uh, I, I had a tough time uh, beginning to make friends again. Uh, I was um, young for my age in, in the classes that I was going into. Um, I was a good student and uh, apparently pretty bright. And uh, so, so I was uh, pushed ahead uh, academically. So um, I was, I was kind of shy, kind of small for my age and loneliness was, was definitely a feeling that, uh, that I learned about pretty early. And I remember a particular occasion where we had just moved into a new house. Um, I was, uh, I was uh, four and a half, I think. And uh, underfoot uh, is what I make up. Um, my uh, parents were still unwrapping things, trying to put things away. Mm -hmm. And they told me to go outside and uh, find some new friends. Mm -hmm. Go outside and find some new friends. I was four and a half. Wow. I, I had a new bike. This was a new neighborhood. I didn't know anybody. I mm -hmm. went outside because I was, I was, if nothing else, a dutiful child, <laughs> mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. from about four on. Okay. I went outside. I still remember wow. looking at two trees by the side of the driveway and vowing to myself never to feel that lonely again. Mm. I carried that vow for 50 years. Wow. Until it came up in session and I could comfort the uh, notion of the little child in me so I wouldn't feel so alone. Uh, the technical term for this is reparenting. Speaking of, and it, it follows on my theme of we 
we are doomed to repeat what we cannot complete. It was so the, important for me to recognize the feeling that the young child had, the, the memory of it, and to uh, work through uh, with the therapist how to soothe myself and recognize that, okay, that was then, this is now, that child it was safe, has grown up since then, and is fine. So I didn't have to carry that vow and the covered feeling after that. If you could, can you, can you talk about how that child, mm. you then, attempted to make good on that vow? What, yeah. what, 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 yeah. Well, that's, yeah, and that's, that's where, that's where the addictions come in. Because I would, uh, there, there would, I would have lonely times, but I would uh, stay busy. So I wouldn't feel that feeling. Again, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I vowed myself and I was making sure that I would not feel that feeling. Well, what could I do? Well, I could stay very busy. Okay. Uh, and, and very busy looked like uh, schoolwork and I get rewarded for that. Okay. Uh, and, and whether it was model building, reading, I, I needed to find a way to stay out of that feeling. In that, it, ultimately, ultimately it, it, uh, it led to obsessive patterns of work and then trying to find some relief to the work. And when I encountered um, uh, sexually related materials, and again, you know, back then it was Stone Age hieroglyphics, you know, stone tablets with mm -hmm. uh, figurines on them. No, it, right. yeah, 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 we were up to the we were up to Gutenberg at least uh, by yeah, the time yeah. I was uh, eleven. Yeah. So yeah, and we moved forward with sex addiction. So, if I'm understanding, if we're understanding, so the vow taken at four and a half um, moves forward to eleven, and now we are beginning to act out sexually. It related to that vow never to be lonely again. Is that what was that? Is that is that what? Uh, yes, it was. It was one of the. Uh, it was certainly one of the drivers, not the only one. Like I say, the uh, obsessive working was was in place at least to some extent. That didn't uh, really blow up. Um, that one didn't really blow up until my parents' divorce. Uh, I shared some of that uh, in the first mm -hmm. in the first session. Um, but uh, but that pattern was already there. And again, I was. It was. Uh, it was. I was casting about for. Um, for further forms of relief, so. Mm -hmm. And and what and this casting about, where where what age are we at? What age are we talking? Well, again, uh, eleven is is when I found uh, sex. Um, I, I I attempted to uh, to drink heavily, but that didn't that also didn't start until about the time of my parents' divorce, uh, 15, 16. And uh, and that wasn't working for me, so. And 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 so, finding sex, mm -hmm. sexual outlets with with it with through materials to with people mm -hmm. with, at, at at as early as age fifteen. Yes. Mm -hmm. A short form. Yes. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of a lot of fear associated with that because I. I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I liked it and I was going to find ways to, uh, to do it.
yeah. Uh, so, and, and it, uh, it progressed from pornography to prostitutes and uh, to escorts and modeling studios and massage parlors and online. Mm -hmm. What uh, one of the things that we talked about, uh, Dr. Jimmy, last time was um, some in here somewhere um, issues related to sexual identity. Did that begin? Where does that connect to this period of time in your life as well? Uh, really not. No, that's uh, that, that's a later development. Mm -hmm. uh, as, as I was, I was, I was not getting the, um, results that, uh, I wasn't feeling satisfied with, uh, the sexual encounters that I was having, uh, in my twenties and thirties. And so later in my forties, I, I just started, uh, casting about for more. And so trying doing different things. It was, uh, it uh, once again it it masked what I didn't want to feel with other feelings. Uh, it was you know, it was, it was it was fear. There was thrill of it, um, and uh, it was it was another form of being extreme in in my acting out behaviors. Going back to that vow, was were there other vows that 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 you also that also were were driving you I mean, you know mm -hmm. four and a half never been mm -hmm. what, what other vows have surfaced by the time we you you know you got to well, that age you know, what well, other there was, vows? yeah there was there, there was a there was an earlier one <laughs> so, what was that that this uh yeah remember i've been at this for 15 years so i've had time to uncover a lot okay um, uh i was uh do share uh, thank you. I was uh, in um, a uh, counseling session with my partner, and um, part of the exercise was to get an understanding of what our personal space looked like. Um, and to do that, uh, the counselor had, uh, directs the uh, couple to place their chairs a certain distance from each other. And um, <clears throat> when we did that, um, I was uh, very careful to make sure my chair was as close to my partner's as possible. Knees touching, as close as, absolutely as close as possible. And uh, it, it, some, pe some people do this where their chairs are the opposite side of the room. That's how they felt safe with each other. Well, I felt safe when we were right up against each other. And the therapist asked me directly, so, so what's that about? I said, well, if I'm this close, uh, she can't hit me. Hmm. The next question was, how old do you feel? And my answer was three. Hmm. And what that was about was not about my partner. It was about my angry mother, a, at that point, 23-year-old, who was raging at us boys about something. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what, and doesn't matter. But by lunging into her, I was ducking under her hits. Gotcha. She couldn't hit me. 
So um, it was three years of therapy after that <laughs> to mm. work on that situation for me. To, and again, I, I bring this up dispassionately, you know, I hope fairly articulately at the moment. Um, but uh, there was a lot of emotion tied up with that. But, you know, and again, I, uh, part of my work is recognizing that, you know, my parents have been who they've been. And I don't believe they intended to cause 50 years of misery, you know, by one raging event, for example, or in that case, 60 years, mm-hmm. you know, 58 years. Uh, but, but these effects are things that I've been able to unearth, articulate, and work on. And it's, uh, it's, it's not, at first, it's not easy work, but uh, at, at the same time, it's, it's important to have uh, a, uh, a seasoned guide work through that, uh, that personal trauma work with me. Uh, so that I can uh, put it to rest. So, so Dr. Jimmy is 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 three in that experience. Your earliest uh, childhood memory. Uh, yes, everything everything else um, is uh, related to me in uh, in humorous anecdotes mm-hmm. by parents or other older relatives. So I think, I, think that's the, I think that's the best way to put it. And, and as, you, as you, you know, wherever you want to jump, if you want to go to 11, wherever you want to, but as you, as you come forward, that, you know, um, I'll, I'll use your term, you, you know, the, the, the little boy you, the child in you, you, you as a child, you as a child. Um, when you're in, in your addiction, Oh, I just used to use like that. When when but when your when your addiction is triggered and you're you're doing your thing, so to speak, um, is is that the little boy in you that takes over? Who who's acting out? That guess, but that maybe that's I could put it that way. But what I want to know is when you when you you do you feel that that that's the little boy in you acting out? Who's that when you're when you're who's that who's doing that who's doing the acting out? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that, I I would say that's that's more the teenager. Okay, okay, that's yeah. That's, that's you. That's really, yeah. That's me as a teenager, yeah. uh, if you will, uh, just attempting to. What am I? Well, boy, that's that's a different mentality. It's it's definitely an adolescent mentality, mm. um, and uh, and and I have I have a lot of blinders on at that point, certainly. Uh, brackets, if you will. Okay. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But that, but that's 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 the adolescent, that's the teenage you act, in, mm-hmm. engaging in in the sexual behavior and right. You know, do, doing these things. That's, it's and, yeah. It's the it's the teenage me who did uh, two years of coursework in one year, um, all at the same time. Got two high school diplomas and overachieved and had to reward himself. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 when you're that's you, the teenage you, um, and then what 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 came next? Uh, what came next? Well, I kept getting rewarded for 
excessive amounts of work. Again, you know, I, I, I learned some things and, uh, and, and uh, was, was able to craft uh, a number of careers. <laughs> so, um, and uh, was uh, successfully re rewarded for, uh, my, for my efforts. Um, at the same time, um, again, I had, I had a number of um, personal activities. Uh, the, the attic mind is interesting to me because I'm not always in it. Mm. I'm in it part of the time, and then I'm not in it. And then I'm in it part of the time, then I'm not in it. And so once I acted out, in fact, I wanted to get away from that mindset. So I would turn back to, uh, I'll say, uh, I'll, yeah, it's a pejorative term. I'll say other activities, just living my life. So um, I, I was uh, dating uh, my partner from the age of 16 to 24 when we got married. Um, I was uh, working overseas uh, and um, my partner was, uh, was uh, teaching locally, doing research. And um, Indeed, we ultimately uh, we we had a child in our early thirties together. So, uh, but uh, again, I'm really of two minds during this period of my life, and uh, I I would uh, I, I would work very very hard at uh, what I was doing in some very difficult times. So, like I say, the times today in in with it, we're in difficult times at the moment with COVID nineteen and whatnot. But uh, with what was happening in, in my locale in, say, the mid-80s, uh, with the local economy tanking completely and organizations going bankrupt and being destroyed and moving on, and, and how, I, how I played roles in uh, helping survivors through that process, it was a great time to be a workaholic. It you're this being of two minds and mm -hmm. and and um is is what is what is what is that altering between two minds what's that like what is that what is what is what does that feel like what is that so those who might be dealing with with don't yeah. don't, don't know what don't know they're doing that so can you help the, uh, help the audience it's, what it's is a that, question of, of how to how to describe it. Yeah, um, how do, uh, yeah. How do you do, can you describe that for us? Well, that's... Uh, Operating two minds. Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, hmm. I have, um, I have different uh, um, voices of my own talking to myself, if you will, a, a committee in my head, if you will. Committee, <clears throat> okay. And, uh, and so, I, uh, I hear, I hear different suggestions in my head. What should I do next? What should I do about this situation? So I talk to myself, uh, problem solve that way. Um, and I'll work through certain things. Uh, but at the same time, I'll, uh, I'll also have some suggestions that, uh, wouldn't it be, a, wouldn't it be a good time to, you know, engage in certain activities, whether it was, uh, uh legitimate or, acting out or whatever it was, uh, just suggestions to, um, play some music to, or, you know, or to, uh, take on some other activity. So 
but but that would that would lead to um, uh, whether whether it was legitimate activity or acting out behavior. I I would I, there would be a choice point where I would decide that um, I had put up with enough stress in the regular part of my life where I needed to just drop out for for a while. So back in the day, sixties, <laughs> seventies. The uh, I'm trying to remember some of the expressions. This is uh, from baby boomers, a bit older than me. Uh, and now I can't remember the exact expression, but basically it was, it would tune out from the regular world, it drop out from it for for a bit, and then turn on with uh, psychedelic drugs or music or something like that. So let's anyway, let's, it was kind of my version of that. Yeah, let's let's. Um bring our time today to a, a positive close here. Um, so, and we'll, we'll revisit. We had, we were, we were talking about the committee in the mind. Yes. So the committee make in the mind and um, making decisions and, and, and mm -hmm. certainly based on what you shared, that committee can come to some, some very um, crisis oriented or, or maybe downward spiraling uh, decisions certainly but what positive decisions what are some positive decisions that that whoever controlled the committee made mm -hmm. that um, from that period in your life up to today what what's some positive that came from decisions that committee made about how to handle the situation well uh, a, a few occur to me Okay, please uh, share. So, for example, uh, when I put my partner uh, into the hospital with a sexually transmitted disease as a result of my acting out, I had uh, I'd spent a considerable amount of time up to that point denying my behavior, gaslighting my partner, suggesting that my partner was, um, uh, was uh, somehow delusional to think that I was engaging in sexual acting out behaviors uh, with uh, having sex with other people, things like mm -hmm. that. When in fact she was right all along. And, uh, but, but uh, having, having that consequence uh, shocked me into uh, coming to the conclusion that uh, I needed to get real with my partner, for example, that I needed to, to fess up, so to speak. And, uh, I started being honest about what I had been doing for, by that point, 35 years. Wow. So there's one. Uh, another one uh, has to do with, uh, with our daughter. Uh, several months later, um, I realized I was uh, doing what I had been doing for a number of years, which was getting really frustrated and raging at her mm. for one thing or another. And, or she was 16 at the time, so I had plenty to, it was a target-rich environment, so to speak, right. for a parent. Right. But, but I caught, uh, again, just the committee in my head said, wait a minute, uh, isn't this a setup? And I caught myself and started acknowledging to my daughter that uh, no, my behavior, that raging behavior, was out of bounds. I may have, 
I may have had a point to it, but, uh, but my method was all wrong. And those are instances where once again, and, and those are the decision points. There, there are things that lead up to decision points, of course, but you're asking about the positive fruits of the committee, so to speak. Yeah. And as a result yeah. of some of the work I was doing personally, I could get to the point where somebody on the committee could say, wait a minute, and that could re-engage um, a more thoughtful cognitive process and, and get me out of uh, patterns which had been so destructive for so long. Those are Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jimmy. You, you've, you've, you've graced us and, and you're sharing your, your authenticity and, and um, yeah, you're getting real. Uh, I'm right, working right on it. The Rector America audience appreciates it. Uh, Hopefully. You, you've thank, been, thank you, Hunter. Appreciate okay. the opportunity. Yeah, you, you, you blessed us. Okay. You be well, man. Till, ne till next time. Okay. Till next time. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate you, man. You take care of yourself. Stay safe. Thank you. you too. Practice social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> All over it, <laughs> so to speak. All right, baby. Hunter out.